Good evening. Welcome to another episode of an official soundtrack podcast. I'm Austin. I'm Zach. I'm Stez. Uh, so before we get into this week's picks, uh, just wanted to say, uh, hopefully you guys noticed those better sound quality because we actually have decent mics this time. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the little socks yep. for your microphone. Oh man. Now. I know. They're, it's I know. delicious. The stand. And so it's so professional. Looking. I know. We're, we're, I'm, we're still, moving still holding mine. Mm-hmm. We'll get you a stand. <laughs> We're moving okay. up in the world. I feel more like a stand-up comedian or something. <laughs> I like it. Well, um, so last week or, or two weeks ago, uh, we talked about Evil Dead 2 that Stez picked and and Zach picked the album Them by King Diamond and how awesome of a, of a combination that was. So last week, or at the end of that episode, sorry, Stez, no, sorry, Zach recommended an album and uh, Zach, do you want to talk a little bit about it? I sure do. It's called Dope Throne. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a fitting title for that album, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Um, sure. mm. it's, it's by Electric Wizard, who at the time were a power trio based out of England. And, oh, they're um, an English band. Yeah. Oh, they're, oh wow. They're, it kind of, that's one of the things that sets them apart from their time period because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in the doom and like sludge genres of metal were coming out of America and specifically mm-hmm. like the South. Um, so Electric Wizard really kind of came around and they had this really massive Black Sabbath sound, but they like coated it in like hate and fucking horror everything and just kind of wrote about the weirdest darkest shit which is kind of a staple of of metal in general Mm. but um these guys really fucking ramp it up and um it was this was the second to last album for this trio um just osborne i think it's just it's just j-u-s is how you spell his first name so i'm just gonna call him just maybe it's juice the juice man (laughs) but he was the only one to make it after um the album they released right after dope throne which i'm forgetting what it's called right now but it wasn't nearly as good what time frame is this so dope throne was 2000 oh wow okay this is a lot earlier than i thought yeah and um there really wasn't a whole lot of doom that sounded like this at the time, too. Um, doom itself is exemplified by very slow tempos mm. and excessive singing about weed and consumption of weed in the creative process. Um, so Sleep was definitely one of the biggest contemporaries of Electric Wizard. They're a little different. Still extremely heavy, but um, they had a little more, I guess, like humor going on. And and there's definitely some humor going on with Electric Wizard, but it's just really dark. And what they chose to write about for this album was a lot of Cthulhu mythos, H.P. Lovecraft type stuff. Um, Jess Osborne said he would just get really stoned in the studio and think about extensions of Lovecraft stories. And that's wow. where a lot of the lyrics came up. And then they used some horror 
snippets from 70s films, one of which was about witchcraft, mm -hmm. and the other one was from a film adaptation of a Lovecraft story, too. And then to start off the album, there's a little clip. It's actually from a 2020 interview from like the early 90s or something. But uh, it says there's only one way out of these cults. The first is death. The second, mental institutions. Oh my God. So right off the bat, you get the subject matter of what this album yeah. is going to be about. Yeah. And um, it's a very long album as well. There's only... So on the original album, there's only eight tracks, and it's over an hour long. Yep. Double vinyl. Um, the longest track is Weird Tales, which clocks in at around 16 minutes. And it's <laughs> the last track, right? It's the third track, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Um, it starts off with Venom Sabbathai, which is kind of like an intro, and it's only three minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it's almost like an intro to the next song, too. Mm -hmm. uh, which is Funeralopolis, which is just classic doom. Um, and then with weird tales, they like throw you into this just cave of sound and it's, it's weird. I love like, there's some really quiet moments mm -hmm. on this album too, especially at the end of weird tales and I, the witch finder. And so they have like this sense of like ambient stillness in their music, even though it is so loud and you can tell that their guitars are basically like distorted the fuck out <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah. So it has this really overblown sound to it, which definitely fits with the subject matter that mm -hmm. they're trying and the overall mood they're trying to portray too. Mm -hmm which is basically all of them were on lots of drugs <laughs> during the recording. <laughs> thus Dope Throne. Yeah, thus Dope Throne. So you can already tell this is like one of my favorite albums <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, the first time I heard this, I was also very stoned. And it just, we were talking about this last night, Stez, but mm. it like completely took me to another place. Right. Like even more than just being stoned. Oh, uh, while listening to the album. Yeah. What, uh, I guess what, how did you find this album? Like what introduced you to it back when you first heard it? So, um, one of the gateways for me into Doom and Stoner Rock and Sludge was Queens of the Stone Age, actually. Oh, um, interesting. And early on in their career, like their first album is definitely the most stoner rocky of okay. all of their okay. sounds and it's it's a lot more like straightforward rock um but i mean I, i've always loved queens of stone age and then i started to dig deeper and i got into josh homie's first band caius mm. who is they're named after a dungeons and dragons character <laughs> and they're also of the doom and stoner rock variety of that's, heavy music that's interesting i, I was gonna say because you know as a as an avid metal fan, or I thought I was, Doom was something that I, really, I never really got into yeah. until we started talking about it maybe a couple months ago, and, and I started really listening to it. And it makes sense that, I don't know if it morphed or it came from Stoner stoner Rock, because I think Queens of Stone is probably the most stoner or sludge or Doom that I ever really listened to before these last few months. Yeah. So. It's interesting. Yeah, Stoner Rock as a genre, it's some people say it's kind of indistinguishable from Doom, but there are some 
like nuances in the sound. Stoner rock is generally a little more straightforward in songwriting and doesn't usually feature as many like harsh vocals. Doom itself, I mean, the first Doom band was Black Sabbath. Yeah. The first metal band was Black Sabbath. So um, a lot of these bands take the classic Sabbath sound and, you know, Sabbath has a shitload of albums too and a lot of them are amazing. Mm -hmm in my opinion. Um, so there's a lot of subject matter to kind of like delve into. And with a band like Electric Wizard, they like latched onto the extremely slow, extremely heavy parts of Sabbath, yeah. like um, Master of Reality type mm -hmm. uh, Sabbath sound. I'm, so, I'm glad that you brought up that because the, when I first heard them, the first song, not so much, but... Is it Witchcraft? I think that's the one where I heard by the Witchfinder. Is it by the Witchfinder? And right when it started, it, it I had to like stop. Like, is this is this a Sabbath song? Because <laughs> the the good the distortion sound is so canny, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's really really fascinating. Yeah. So I started with Caius with with Stoner Rock and Doom, and then I got really into Sleep, and then eventually I just kind of found my way to Electric mm -hmm. Wizard, mm -hmm. and Dope Throne is one of my favorites in the entire genre. Right on. So, yeah. So Stez, what did you uh what did you think? Oh, I I love those albums. It was great. This was definitely a, a unique experience for me because like I, I don't listen to this type of metal. So mm -hmm. this was kind of my first foray into it and I definitely liked it a lot, especially just like thinking about this podcast too just kind of when i listen to the music i i'm my mind just starts racing because i'm like oh shit like what what can i uh, you know equivalent it to i guess like yeah so this one was a lot of fun because mm -hmm. it's very unique and the the pacing of it is very unique you mm -hmm. know it, it's there's no slow build up you know and there's no crescendo it's just like it's constant crescendo you know like yeah. constant ups and downs and like they take its time so that was tough when I was trying to figure out what movie to pick. Because yeah. tonally, I feel like you could pick a lot of movies, mm, yeah. right? Mm. But trying to figure out one that matched the tone or the, the pacing of it was tough. Uh, yeah, which I really respect. We talked about a, a little bit last night about kind of your thought process mm -hmm. with picking the movie that you did uh, to match Dope Throne. And a lot of it is just how the sequencing of the actual songs, which right. is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, in my mind, when I thought of Dope Throne, um, the the one movie that like immediately came to mind was this old silent film. I think it's from like the German expressionist period of the 20s, but it's called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Mm, yeah, we talked about this before. And yeah. yeah, it's just a really dark film right. and mm -hmm. it's silence, mm -hmm. so you can just slap on anything <laughs> yeah, over it, which true. works. Um, but, you know, in black and white, I think really exemplifies mm -hmm. a lot of the dope throne vibe. Yeah, no, too. I totally, totally. Um, and I mean, Partially, that might be just because the fucking album cover is in black and white, too. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, but so I was thinking like something very kind of like uh, slow moving and um, something that had a plot, but th like the the atmosphere. Right. It was take more of the like that was vibe of the movie. What I was originally going to go for. So, yeah. Um, should we just talk about the movie I picked then? Yeah. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Before that, before that, just uh, I, I just want to talk a little bit more about the album. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And just, just because I really want to I really want to kind of latch on to what you were saying, that this is not a type of music that you listen to. So I just wanted to 
I don't know. I just want to know a little bit more about like, because you did take so much time trying to find the perfect fit. Mm. I think you had a lot of fun with it. Every dinner I'd be like, Hey, did you pick a movie yet? You pick a movie yet? You pick a movie yet? And you're like, Oh, you know, I watched these two movies and this, yada, yada, yada. And so I think you really listened to the album a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like you said, it's something that you, uh, don't necessarily listen to. So I really just want to know your take on like what you liked about it. Is this something that you would consider diving more into like this type of genre? I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, it's something I would definitely dive more into. It, it definitely was like a opening of, okay. you know, gate type of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know my thoughts on the album though, that it's kind of tied to the movie. You know, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of tough. Okay, all right, so, but I will say about it, like I just love how just vile it is. You know, it just feels yeah. you just feel gritty when you listen to it. And, yeah, it's and that, it's very grimy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, that, that type of music, I'm like I haven't I haven't felt like that with music in a while. Like just like oh, I feel dirty listening to this. <laughs> like, like it felt nice. You know, that's it, cool. Yeah, it's very different. And and bef- so I'll, I'll we'll definitely jump in because I think you're right. It's at this point because. We're, we're really trying to marry up two things. A lot of the times after three or four days of really thinking about the movie that was picked in the album, mm-hmm. you start kind of thinking about it together. So it is hard to yeah. only talk about one. So that is a great point. Um, I just wanted to say, Zach, that this was a great pick because I agree. it was so drastically different from Evil Dead 2 and, yeah. and yeah. King Diamond's, <laughs> uh, King Diamond's Them because... We're talking about wailing dual guitars with harmonies oh, and yeah. just fast-paced, high tempo. And it was just it just shows how wide range both genres are, right? Metal and, totally. and, mm-hmm. and horror. And I, as a layperson, again, I really appreciated just within three movies, I'm like, oh my God. There's just this such a wide range of of work out there. And I, I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. it's man. Well, I'm glad you liked it because like <laughs> Doom itself is kind of inaccessible. Like when you right, just tell right. somebody, like, "Oh yeah, this this album is over an hour long, and there's like multiple songs over ten minutes." Some people would be like, "Oh, seriously?" <laughs> it's so. interesting. I do want to say though, like it, the songs being long doesn't. When you listen to the whole album, they don't feel like long no, songs. No, they, they don't. They, they kind of just feel like little snippets, you know. Like totally. so, they, it's you really don't feel like, "Oh, this is a sixteen-minute song." Yeah. I don't know, they do a good job. I, I wonder what it is, but you know, if you showed me this album five, ten years ago when I was younger, uh, I probably would have been one of those people where it wasn't accessible. Like I'd probably mm-hmm. like, dude, this is this is just not my vibe, or I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the more I listen to it, the more I really like this album. I think the first listen, I was like, oh dear God, now I know why Zach was like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to know what your thoughts are, Austin. <laughs> and when I first listened to it, I'm like, yeah, it's probably because it's not my thing. But every time I listened to the album, I liked it more and more. I agree. Yeah, Part I of it is the Sabbath sound. I think it was really reminiscent. And okay, it, it also goes back to then tying it with the movie because there's a lot of things I, I you know, about the movie that I really like too. So, yeah. So, Stez, man, what did you, what did you pick? So, I picked Rob Zombie's uh, The Devil's Reject. Um, it's his second Crazy. film. Well, I do feel like we should talk about Rob Zombie because yeah, I feel like we didn't do. mention him when we we're talking about horror and metal. Right? You know, he's mm-hmm. the fucking quintessential <laughs> of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean he yeah. was in a band called White Zombie, which is a great horror movie from the fifties. Yeah, with uh, Bela yeah. Lugosi. Yeah, and then he was in a fairly successful band and then went off into making fairly successful movies, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that he, we never brought him. Yeah, I know. I, when I was watching, I was like, oh my God, like he, how do, how do we not talk about yeah. him? But. And it's funny because 
I feel like nowadays a lot of people look at Rob Zombie as kind of like a joke in yeah, a way. You know, it's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But he's made some really interesting music and just brought both heavy music and horror movies a lot more into the mainstream, I agree. like in the two mm-hmm. thousands and the nineties mm-hmm. and even today. Yeah. So, so uh, tell yeah, tell us a little bit about the movie, man. So the movie is a sequel. Like, it is a sequel, but not really because it just uses the same character from his first movie, House of. A Thousand Corpses, mm, yeah. which uh, I rewatched that movie because when I thought of the album, I was like, oh, Rob Zombie. Like once his mind came um, in my mind like this, I was just like, his movies have this very grimy, you know, mm-hmm. just dirty feel. Like all his movies are very unforgivable you know yeah, they're yeah. unapologetic yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. they're they're blunt so i wanted i was like okay rob zombie will work so i watched house of a thousand corpses but that one feels like an amusement ride right like it starts up very slow and then it, it starts picking up and then takes a bunch of turns like that's the whole point of the mm-hmm. thing it's like a carnival ride and also chris hardwick and dwight Schrute being in it, it takes you out of it immediately like yeah. them being the main character you're just like oh my god when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah, Dwight was in House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really. I should, I should watch this movie now because I watched Devil's mm-hmm. Reject and. He gets and, turned into a merman mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> God. His death okay. is really is really corny. <laughs> but that kind of shows it, it. Rob Zombie, especially with that one, it was a little bit more comedic. He was trying okay. to balance that, you know, like, oh, that can be kind of funny and scary. Which this movie kind of has its comedic moments. Devil's uh, yeah. Reject, yeah. yeah, with Devil's Reject, like Sid Haig's, like his opening, yeah, you yeah, know, true, like true, true. And yeah, then, opening yeah, it was, it was so great. But yeah, so Devil's Reject is basically about um, a psych, like a psychopathic family. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, you just follow these characters around. There's like their their mom gets arrested. Uh, the mother Firefly, uh, she mm. gets arrested by the cops, and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to run away because our cops are hunting us down because they're." Because they got caught as being murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the so beginning of the movie is pretty sick murderers, right? right. Yeah. Like sleeping with dead bodies and like yeah. just weird. Yeah. So that's why I picked this movie in particular was because of the fast open of the opening. It yeah. starts immediately. Yeah. And just like the album, that, it kind of starts immediately. Yeah. That intro is pretty gnarly, man. Yeah. From an action standpoint, like they did a really great job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the whole like wearing the tin can like suit that's and just great. like charging mm-hmm. the sheriffs, like it was it was a pretty rad opening. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I have my little nitpicky stuff about it. Like, it, there's way too many cuts, too you know, too many close-ups, stuff uh, like that. <laughs> but that, that's just like, early. but that's also because Rob Zombie's second movie, you know? It's, yeah. Really like, so and there's some technical action. skills that he might have not had yet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's a good point. Same with, like, Texas Chainsaw, you know? So I was originally going to pick that, too. That oh, was one of them. Yeah. That movie is too slow. It's too it dated in the sense of its format. It the original, like, yeah, the original okay, texture. Okay. Even even the sequel, just because it's a remake, right? Yeah. So, but it's just too slow, and the original, it's too comedic, and like the crippled brother, right? And uh, it's just like uh, it, it doesn't set up uh, the right yeah. tone. It's it's it is a really dirty movie, but um, it is. I think just because of the production quality, you couldn't like tell what they were like getting the full extent of what mm-hmm. they were trying to get across. Sometimes I feel like in Texas Chainsaw. Um, because their fucking budget was so low, you know, and they just <laughs> shot it in the middle of Nowheresville, Texas, essentially. Right, right. Which is also where Devil's Rejects took place, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love. I mean, that's another reason why I picked the the movie was I felt like that very sleepy, rusty, dry yeah. era, like the that vile music really kind of like accentuated that. Like it really helped kind of perpetuate the idea of like. Oh, these are like disgusting people. You know, you think yeah. of meth heads. You know, when totally. you, like, you think of just like just dirty, 
crazy people out there. Sludge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and okay, so I wrote this down. The <laughs> um, the I guess official. It it might be unofficial, but like the slogan of Electric Wizard at this time, and basically to this day, like anytime you pick up an Electric Wizard shirt, half of them will say this on the back, but it's legalized drugs and murder. What? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and originally, I was reading about it, and Just Osborne originally intended it to be like a, a comedic thing. Like right. nobody was nobody like was going to take this yeah. seriously. Yeah. But it uh, it really does exemplify a lot of their sound and their subject mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's their music kind of does glorify things that like terrorize, exactly. horrify, yeah. and like just disrupt the continuity of everyday life, you know? Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's also what serial killers do. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, man. I When you first texted us what movie you picked, I was, I think Zach and I probably had the same reaction, like, Rob Zombie's movie? <laughs> because I, I don't know why, but I think it goes back to the whole thing with Zach was saying, like, the current day Rob Zombie connotation is mm-hmm. like kind of a joke, goofy. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's exactly how I took it. Was like, what's Rob Zombie? And then I watched the movie. I was like, holy crap! This movie is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it is. Doesn't vile. hold back. No, Does not hold back. and and uh, I think it mirrored the the album really really well. Um, so when I did research of the album, or, or I was just looking, and a quote came up. I think you even mentioned it. We were just like, we we were all addicted or to some sort of drug or an al- alcoholics, and we're all addicted to something. So we just at one night we just went into a room and just started banging out. You know, we got really fucked up. And we made the most vile and putrid sound that we could. Yeah. And I was like, and then when I saw that, I was like, okay, this has to be like this is Rob Zombie's because that's immediately I, I thought at, of um, what's his name Eli Roth. And oh yeah, zombie. yeah. Okay, but Eli Roth is a little too like it's it's campy. It's it's, exactly. it's a little too comedic for like Electric Wizard. Exactly. At it's least a, a little too extreme. I yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't know if that. I mean, we're talking about Rob Zombie, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. But, but it is like I don't know. It's a little too campy. A little more towards Sam Raimi than like yeah. Toby Hooper. Uh, you know, for sure. So I was I was like okay. So I went to Rob Zombie, and then Devil's Reject. I was just like I. I immediately thought of the scene where like uh, Bill Mosley's character is like with the gun with the couple. Yeah. Oh Jews yeah, the whole rapey like, thing. Oh man, it's hard to watch. It is, it is, yeah. it is a hard to watch scene, and I was just like, that's kind of what I thought. Like that's fucked up, and he they wanted to make a fucked up scene, and they yeah. achieved it. I think that was the most jacked up part mm-hmm. of the movie was the whole ho- the motel sequence. Yeah, everything from the yeah. way they murdered the. Goofy guy with the the big bald dude, Brian Posehn. Brian oh my god, I was so I did not I did not know he was there. Yeah. I was like, that's that it dude in like movie. all these random sitcoms. And he also wrote yeah. Was that, he also wrote for Deadpool, like the comic book? Oh, cool. He was in the comic book. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, just ever since ever from uh, that that whole motel sequence from that spot until they they leave, um, that was the most intense I think mm, in the yeah. movie because the beginning mm-hmm. was super action packed. The ending gets also a little bit more comedic with the um, with the whole partying uh, with uh, <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Yeah, they're doing lines of coke and shit. And but that but that also I think is why the movie or the album matched it really well because mm-hmm. it had that drug feel. It also had that that I don't know I don't know that hard rock kind of vibe too because there's parts of the album that get into that also and it mm-hmm. picks up. And then and at the very end of the movie where the protagonist is basically the villain and yeah. you start feeling bad for the 
mm-hmm. the people that are mass murderers. I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. I'm yeah. starting to feel sympathetic to it's, it's really weird what, serial killers. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's weird how they achieve that because there's the scene where the cop um, who is basically looking for them the whole movie right. just kind of pivots. Right. And he's like, I'm going to my old school Alabama vigilante justice. Yeah. And he just gets these two bounty hunters to help find them. And then he kind of he becomes Danny the villain. Trejo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he becomes a villain, and yeah. he tortures all three of them. Yeah, so you just... see them actually suffer. And after that, like before the final shootout, um, they're like fucked up. They're like visibly fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So there's a scene I think I, I to me that's like when you're just like I think the audience opinion changes about the family is when there is that ice cream scene. Oh yeah. Because that to me it's just like oh you realize, oh, this is a family. It's like any other fucking family. And you kind of start sympathizing with them. Because up to that moment, you're just like, these are fucking psychopaths. And right. now at that point, you're like, oh, but they're also a family, you know? And you kind of yeah. start oh, feeling, opening yourself up to them and then the ending. And which then, is, yeah, uh, there is some sort of, there is some vindication there when they just all die. Yeah. You're like, yeah. these people have to die. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's no way there's no that way they should live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good pick, man. At least that's my opinion. So, Zach, what did you what did you think, man? So I hadn't watched this movie since high school, um, and so it brought back a lot of memories um, <laughs> of like obviously. when you watched it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I remember watching this in my basement with my best friend, like in complete darkness, and we were just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is really fucked up." Um, so yeah, at first I kind of did have the reaction that you said you had too, awesome. Where I was like, "Huh, Devil's Rejects." I haven't seen this in a long time, but I can okay, I can I can kind of see this. So when I finally rewatched it, um, I remembered that like there's a lot of Southern rock in the actual soundtrack. Yeah, and I was like, "This is weird." Like I get what he was trying to do there, but some of the song picks they used in the movie were just mm-hmm. they felt really out of place. Mm-hmm. It was the weakest part, which yeah. is also why I kind of wanted to pick this because that was my least favorite thing is the soundtrack. Yeah, and it really changes the mood mm-hmm. too. Um, and so when you slap something that matches the actual tone of the movie, um, it makes it that much more fucked up. Because I get what. It, I think I get what Rob Zombie was trying to do there by taking like Almond Brothers, Leonard Skinner, <laughs> like seventies folk songs yeah, even and yeah. throwing that against all this shit. Yeah, it's the juxtaposition. Yeah. But it lightens it up, right? It right. does. Um but if you throw fucking Funeralopolis on top of it, it's just like, oh fuck. <laughs> the ending for me, like, really works well with was mind transfer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it, uh, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, mind transfer. Yeah, I think that works really well because it's just very silent once they leave the house, you know. And then the song gets just very quiet and it just they're that just one driving. note, yeah. Yep. And they're just driving and then like picks up as soon as they get, sh- you know, they start shooting at the cops and everything. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. when I listened to that, I was like, oh shit, the ending kind of like Imagine it just, it's yeah, it, it works well. Yeah, I really, I, yeah, yeah, I. uh I don't know, man. I I've never seen a zombie film, like a, a Rob <laughs> yeah. zombie film. Sorry, and and I never I never listened to Sludge or Doom before. Really, like we started hanging out again, Zach, and mm-hmm. uh, and this this album is probably the first Doom metal album that I've mo- repeatedly listened to, and you know it's just funny because last week I was saying how yeah I watched Evil Dead two and I listened. No, I mean I. I like King Diamond, but I listened to, uh, I watched Evil Dead 2 and I was like, eh, I don't know about horror movies or whatever. But for some reason, 
I don't know. This is more my, I don't want to say it's my vibe because that's super creepy, but <laughs> I, like, I got just, it just, more. Yeah. It affected you. It yeah. affected yeah. me a little bit more immediately. Uh, like Evil Dead 2, I watched it and I was like, huh. I mean, that was weird. And there were some really <laughs> awesome moments, but it didn't affect me versus this movie. I watched it and I just, felt gross you know yeah. and then i was like why did i watch that if people think that I, you know like just the, <laughs> yeah. the, the context just seems kind of weird right You're like and, oh man this is like reflecting on me as a person now <laughs> no not necessarily i meant like uh if i watch this it always goes back to this example is if i watch this on the airplane and the person behind me <laughs> saw me watching it what would they think of me type of thing yeah Where, you know it doesn't mean that's who i am but it does kind of it is just like a i don't know it makes you feel a little gross right because the movie puts you off your axis for sure yeah yeah and then the album same way i was not vibing it at first but i really like that album and uh i don't know i I, i'm really excited where we go from here because so far i've been having a lot of fun this has been really good cool so i i just have a couple more notes here so when i listened to the album yesterday i was on the subway on the way over here and um the one track that like stuck with me the most was uh the second to last one we hate you mm, and right. reading back the lyrics to to that song i was like this is exactly the vibe of the devil's rejects um and even the title we hate you uh just osborne apparently he wanted to do a juxtaposition to what Ozzy used to do in Black Sabbath because he would always come out on stage and be like, we love you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jess Osborne went the complete opposite direction and wrote a song about how much people suck. And <laughs> how basically everyone should die. Um, and that's like one of the shortest songs on the album too. Right. Um, there's also a song called the hills have eyes which is kind of like <laughs> yeah. a bridge song yeah. it's only like a minute long um and there was a quote from the movie that really stood out too oh it was the motel scene actually it um it's the scene where you get rob zombie's wife uh her character and she's there with the mother and her daughter and the daughter asks to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and um eventually like she goes in the bathroom and tries to escape and then the mother mm-hmm. gets um i forget her name but the rob zombie's oh, wife's sherry character moon. sherry moon yeah it's baby baby something right Is yeah, that yeah, I, yeah it's yeah. baby or something yeah. but she gets a hold of the gun um the mother does and points it at her and uh pulls the trigger and there's nothing in there and <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa you remember zob uh, Rob Zombie has to make sure everybody sees his wife's ass. Mm. That is true. He pulls the trigger, remember? Yeah. She's like, oh, shoot me in the Shoot butt. me in the ass. <laughs> yeah. My but Britney Spears jeans. <laughs> <laughs> right after that, she says, there ain't no bullets in this thing. It's all mind power. And that dude. is mm-hmm. very affecting. There's even a fucking... Yeah, dude. There's a band called Uncle Lassen and the Deadbeats who um, are definitely in the stoner rock doom genre. Mm-hmm. And... All of their songs, same thing, are about horror music. And they have a, an album called Mind Control. Mm. And the lyrics are like almost verbatim mm. for that too. So that whole theme is very apparent in Doom. And uh, that was one of the big things that stood out to me when I was like, oh shit, Dude, that, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, man. I uh, I think we talked about that when, we were, when Stefan uh, first introduced the movie that he picked. I think that was one of the first quotes that we were talking about because... Mm-hmm. 
That uh, so I'm glad that you reminded me. That uh, that was a powerful quote. I I, I think it's probably the most memorable line mm. in the movie for me. It's all mind power. Yeah, and especially in the '70s too. Like there was this, at least the, it was publicized as this rise in serial killers. And like Son of Sam, Manson Family, yep, yep, yep. all this shit was happening in the seventies, or like it might have been happening before, but it just wasn't at, on TV or just kind of shown as much to the public. And this movie is supposed to take place what in like seventy eight or so? Yeah, it's like in the seventies okay. or something. Yeah. And um, so I thought that was really appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, especially the the album had that that Sabbath sound too so it, it just that's another element that fit really well with the, the whole 70s vibe totally it's pretty tight um all right let's uh let's take a quick break and then uh let's get into what we might pick for the next podcast tight let's all do right. it all right welcome back we are all juiced up got some more beer Juiced up like Osborne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Juice Osborne. Uh, so, Sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, I know, right? Juice Osborne. Uh, so uh, I think we had a great great time talking about um, the choice and had a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, listening to and watching that movie. So let's get into what, uh, what we picked. Oh, actually, before we get into that... Uh, Anything? Any recommendations? If if people really liked both of these uh, these works of art, um, so like movie wise, if so you really liked li- Rob Zombie's Devil's Reject, what do you? What House do you of a Thousand Corpses, definitely. Yeah. Um, House like, of a Thousand Corpses is definitely a different feel too. Like it's it's really grimy. That's, that's why it's also hard to call it a sequel. Like yeah. like hard to call the Devil's Reject a sequel because it's they're yeah. to- they're totally different movies. But um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, like I said, Eli Roth, I mentioned any of his movies tend yeah. to be pretty just like that brutal horror, yeah, a little like, bit more like campy, but Cabin Fever, Cabin Fever, Hostel, Hostel. Those, are, those are the go to ones. Um, another one would be it would definitely be Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. uh, the original Toby Hooper mm-hmm. one. What did you think of the remake from like 2005? I haven't or seen it since high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't remember with, that, with Jessica Biel. Yeah. With Jessica Biel. Um, yeah, it had no effect on like I don't re- yeah, yeah I, I just don't remember anything from that. I know I saw it. I was it. just curious. Yeah, yeah, I know I saw it, but I don't remember anything yeah. about it. Cuz I saw that before I saw the original one. Oh, interesting. Um yeah, I've never seen the original. I've only seen the Jessica Biel version. Yeah, which is sad. You should see the original. Okay. <laughs> okay. The original I should, especially cuz I like this movie and you're saying it's kind of similar. No. Similar but similar feel. Yeah. But it's slow, Pacing, right? it's yeah. it's a 70s indie movie. Yeah. So yeah. it has that feel of like Yeah, it's it's, it's got like you know, small budget, but mm-hmm. it's affecting. It takes sure. its time. Once yeah. you get to the fucking horror, it, it's it's terrifying. Like I still see like seeing him come out of the freaking uh, the door, you yep. know, as she's like running away. Like that's that's an effective scene, or like the meat hook scene. Yep, there's stuff like that. Like it's oh, very yeah, effective. The meat hook scene. I'm assuming that they had that they took that from the original movie. In the in the in this the, the original the movie is not very bloody or anything it was yeah. a lot of it to your imagination yeah and a lot of it's just the reaction and like obviously because it's the time too like doing something like that was mm. crazy but um yeah movie wise like those those are good way to, good ones to okay. start on what do you got Zach? so one of the things that comes to mind um 
isn't even metal. Uh, it's Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Oh, God, yep. Yeah. Yep. Ever get into them? Yeah, I, I listened to one of their albums in high school, and like like I was saying about at the time, I wasn't ready for it. Uh-huh. I, I listened to them from a recommendation from a, a very musically inclined friend, and it went way over my head at the time. So yeah. I'm kind of glad you brought it up. I should, I should take yeah. a listen again. Their music is very ambitious. Um, there's no vocals except for a little bit of chanting and some songs, but, um, it's another, they're a band that has long albums that are often 20 minutes. Like songs are usually 20 minutes long. There's like three songs and yeah, Yeah, I remember probably their most famous album, lift your skinny fists is four songs and they're all like 20 minutes long. Um, but I think we actually listened to this last night. Stez, but um, they have an album called Alleluia, Don't Bend Ascent, and it's only four songs. Hmm. Uh, it's mostly made up of two 20-plus minute songs, and um, it just really does a lot. It creates a very similar vibe for me, at least, when I listen to that album as Dope Throne does, okay. just in kind of different ways. Um, so Godspeed You Black Emperor, if you're looking for some something along the lines of like this just feral doom yeah um that has a little bit of sludge in there too weed eater is always a great weed choice okay. they're a little more straightforward i'm sorry i just want to clarify wheat eater or weed weed, <laughs> weed eater okay. that makes a little yeah. bit more yeah. sense yeah, that makes more sense i just had to clarify <laughs> they love their weedies baby <laughs> they're true americans they love weed but um they are from South Carolina, I believe. So they're part of the whole Southern sludge movement of the 90s and the 2000s. Um, Same kind of thing. They have very slow songs and throw a little bit of like punk influence in there too, uh, which is a really interesting facet of sludge and grindcore even. Um, So Weed Eater and... Uh, Caius, definitely. If okay. you, yeah, gonna listen to Caius. If you're into doom and stoner rock, especially stoner metal, mm. Caius is a fucking perfect place to start. Pick up Blues for the Red Sun. That's where I started. First okay. time I did Mushrooms, I listened to that album <laughs> and fucking lost my mind. <laughs> no, it sounds good, man. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, especially the ones that are heavier because I really liked. I mean, I, I think what hooked me on it was when you told me. Dude, definitely listen to it with some headphones and mm. just turn it all the way up. Yeah. And when I did that, because the first time I listened to it, I think it was just like my earbuds commuting to work. Yeah, no good. And then it was like, <laughs> eh, it's okay. But then when I was, I think I was studying or maybe I was like editing film or something, and I had these headphones on and I put it on full blast and I was like, okay, I got it. This yeah. is fucking tight. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the dynamic range of it too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, you miss out on a lot mm. of the 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 subtleties in the in the instruments mm-hmm. um, when you don't have a good sound system. Yeah, and you can hear the those subtle little bong hits in the songs too. <laughs> I apparently I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably thought it was like a different sound. Yeah. Like, oh you wow, it's like cool. Listen to the album on your fucking telephone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David Lynch. Okay. Or fit, David, fit, what's his name? You had it right. Get real. Get David real. Lynch. Actually, uh, I would be really interested to pair David Lynch with Electric Wizard. I think that would Ooh, be pretty that'd be, sweet. That's, that's, I did think about him. Yeah? Like, yeah. like a racer head or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, 
Zach, man, what did you what do you what do you have for the next? No, it's well, it's Stez's turn. It's oh god, yeah. Uh, Stez, what do you have? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, three podcasts in, I'm already I'm already fi- I already forgot how we're doing things. So my pick was actually one when you described this album, I was like, oh, maybe this movie would be a good pick. Mm. Um, it is the Black Coat's Daughter by Oz Perkins. He's the uh, son of uh, Anthony Perkins. Who was uh, the psycho, the killer in Psycho? Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's just a small little fact. He's also the star of Quigley, the great movie of where Gary Busey is a reincarnated dog. All right. So, what is the movie called? Uh, the Black Coat's Daughter. Black Coat's Daughter. I believe it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, uh, cool. I've never heard of this movie. Let me double check the name of the movie because it is a very strange name. But it is, yeah, the Black Coat's Daughter. Let's pull up the uh, pull up the movie poster. I'm just trying to get a a, a sense uh, of yeah. It's it's uh, this isn't the movie. I was like, I don't think you are gonna like. <laughs> <laughs> you guys say that for every pick, but I think it's because it's a very it's a very slow movie. To me, this movie is very much of the horror genre that is like The Witch, where it's all okay. about atmosphere. Which is why I kind of cool. thought, thought of it first. It's yeah. I, Fuck I, yeah. I, I, Those are some of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, for I, sure. 90, 90 minute run movie though. Yeah, it was surprising. Nowadays it's like two minutes, uh, two hours. Wow. Oh, one last thing I wanted to mention. I just thought of this. Um, there's a, f- a movie called A Field in England. Have you ever heard of it, Stez? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't seen it. It's on my list though. Okay, because the first time I watched it was with a friend of mine, and he prefaced it by saying, "Dude, this is like Electric Wizard the movie," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'm sold already." Um, and it's a really interesting comparison because this movie is just very hallucinogenic right? and it's all in black and white and it's just really fucking weird and kind of aimless, but like goes in some very interesting directions. So that would be a good thing to explore if you're into electric wizard and Mm. horror movies. This isn't necessarily a horror movie. It's more like a holy mountain type movie where it's Mm. just kind of this very non-linear thing so another recommendation i love it man well uh any final thoughts before we before we sign off uh, no just that you'll probably hate black <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah, man i can't wait to see this movie yeah i've never no, even heard of it yeah I, I wanted to do something a little bit more modern too because we've yeah. been a little bit a little bit more older with the classics yeah, yeah so i was like i think this would be a little bit fun to see maybe you can throw older horror you know or metal album with it or something mm, you know? totally okay. so i also we'll want to do something a little bit more contemporary well uh great great picks had a lot of fun with this one. Yes. Looking forward to Black Coat's Daughter and whatever album Zach picks. Uh, before we sign off, Stefan, any uh, any fan mail? Uh, yeah, there's actually one. It says, happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> From mom. <laughs> I love you, and I don't get your podcast. Love mom. <laughs> no, happy birthday, Stez. Yeah, uh, happy we, birthday. Partied, we partied hard yesterday. I mean, you guys partied hard yesterday. <laughs> I went to bed yeah. at ten forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were up for another like six hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys are animals. But uh, yeah, great pick. Had a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Whoever may be listening to our thanks, parents, shitty little podcast, <laughs> parents and close friends. Thanks for tuning in. And this podcast was sponsored by beer, just beer this time. <laughs> beer and, and matcha. Yeah, matcha and a cosmonaut's ruin. Hell yeah. <laughs>